All right, hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday. I'm your host, Jason Napolitano, and I have on the line Mr. Chris Sheridan. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, it's all going on. It's all going down. <laughs> is it, I'm not sure is it, what it, what that is, what's, but what's going down, Chris? <laughs> what's going down? What's going Emmett down? Emmett Fox man? is going down. Emmett Fox is going Here down and for now. sure. Exactly. As and he is every Friday with us. Exactly. And we're going to share some of his wisdom to make your life a little bit better. So uh, we need that. We do need that. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. God bless us all. Uh, I'm praying for peace and, uh, you know, and forward movement. So let us share some good information, some good new thought of Mr. Emmett Fox today. All right. So we are going to cover a little section from how to find and use your inner power. Excuse me. Find and use your inner power. I added a how to that. Find and use your inner power. And this week's uh, section has the interesting title of Bear Hugs Kettle. Bear Hugs Kettle. So we're going to read through that as we always do. And then we're going to discuss it. And, and that is the normal format. So I will start and then Chris will jump in and then we'll talk about it at the end. So. Wow, that's an interesting sound in the background. <laughs> Was that uh, Julian? No, it's the dogs. The neighbor left, and the dog is you're leaving. Uh, yelp. Oh, so the the dog's yelping. Don't, don't leave me. Yeah, <laughs> the don't leave me yelp. All right, all right. So bear hugs kettle. I once read an anecdote of the far west, which carries a wonderful metaphysical lesson. It appears that a party of hunters, being called away from their camp by a sudden alarm, left the campfire unattended with a kettle of water boiling on it. Presently, an old bear crept out of the woods, attracted by the fire, and seeing the kettle with its lid dancing about on top, promptly seized it. Naturally, it burnt and scalded him badly, but instead of dropping it instantly, he proceeded to hug it tightly, this being Mr. Bruin's only idea of defense. Of course, the tighter he hugged it, the more it burnt him, and of course, the more it burnt him, the tighter he hugged it. And so on in a vicious circle to the undoing of the bear. This illustrates perfectly the way in which many people amplify their difficulties. They hug them to their bosoms by constantly rehearsing them to themselves and others, and by continually dwelling upon them in every possible manner instead of dropping them once and for all so the wound would have a chance to heal. Whenever you catch yourself thinking about your grievances, say to yourself sternly, bear hugs kettle and think about god instead you'll be surprised how quickly some long-standing wounds will disappear under this treatment i love that that idea of that treatment there just say to yourself bear hugs kettle and then instead think about god think about something spiritual you know think about something beautiful uh just reminding yourself though of that of that image it's such a such a vivid image you can imagine this big brown bear you know, grabbing onto this, this like giant, you know, black kettle of, of water that's, that's over this fire and stuff. And you can see him, you know, writhing in pain and so on. It's a you know, terrible image, right? But how many of us do that with our own little pet grievances and things that have, that have burnt us and hurt us? Instead of dropping the thing, we hang on to it and we, you know, we nurse our wounds, as it were. We hold on to that, that kettle, you know, bear hugs kettle. Um, you know what I mean? That's it's it's a it's a really it's a really great image because at first you think, well, what the hell does this mean? Bear hugs kettle, but then you think about it, it's like something. Let's say, for example, 
you're at work and you know you're in the lunchroom or something and maybe someone cuts in front of you to get to the coffee machine before you know you're able to get there and you know you're thinking how rude what an a-hole this person's you know rude and i i you know i'm mad at them and this that and the other thing and you go on and on in your mind and all of a sudden now you don't like you know you don't like this person that did that to you and so you know forever forever more throughout your business you know experience there you know, instead of just kind of letting it go, you know, you nurse your wound and then you create this negative relationship with this person. You don't even really know them. Let's say you don't even know that person. You've never even had an experience with them. You know, how often do we do that? Right, Chris? Well, yeah. And then there's also the opportunity that in this hugging, this embracing, uh, this injustice <laughs> that we're angry about, mm. um, it gets compounded and compiled with other wounds that are like that we can yeah. keep them together it's not just this one person that did this one thing or necessarily just one thing it then becomes anyone else in any other situation i've come across where a similar thing has happened so you're you're really fueling this this you know attitude yeah or this reaction because now it's it's not just one person you know, stabbing you it, it's you know 300 people stabbing you because yeah it's you, like everyone at work is against me because this one person did this thing or whatever right something like that and you're then you're nursing that kind of ups, upset and holding that anger in in and then you're creating the very circumstances that you that you you know you were hurt from in the in the first place right right well that's that's this hugging this embracing it and what does he say he says you're continually dwelling upon them instead of dropping them you're rehearsing them to themselves and others constantly rehearsing yeah that's like in your mind if if you if let's say if it's the, the guy at the water cooler the coffee machine or something or whatever it is it could be something you know a, a real legitimate injustice sure that hurt you very badly and cost you a lot of money and put you in the hospital or um you know hurt you on some really really core level yeah, for sure. Uh, it, it may actually be very, very real, and you mm -hmm. have every reason to feel burned and wounded. Oh yeah, uh, by this, but this continually dwelling and rehearsing—that's going over in your mind. You know, you're hearing it again and again, or resentment, which is a resentiment. You're feeling it. You got burned once, actually, but the feeling, you know, gets over and over. Then you think, well, how am I going to get back at this person? Well, what if I did this? Or what if this person didn't do that? You're rehearsing this and your your consciousness accepts that as being real. You're actually really hurt by it the more you do it. You're hurt more by it. And he finishes this sentence up by saying, instead of dropping them once and for all, and so the wound would have a chance to heal. And I think that's the real important part is that if, if you drop it, you will heal yeah you may not fix the other person you may not pay pay them back in kind or you know retribution or retaliation but if you drop the hot thing uh and you you are hugging it now the kettle was hot yeah but the bear hugged it and then kept hugging it so by letting go it, it's getting it really gives a chance for some real healing to take place yeah and that's exactly. the important part the healing not the mood yeah for sure for sure 
because uh, I mean, the thing is in life, it's inevitable that, you know, that we're going to get hurt. It's inevitable that we're going to run into situations that cause us, you know, pain and discomfort and their learning experiences and so on. It doesn't mean they're, you know, he's not saying they're not real. I mean, that's a real wound the bear is suffering. But what the the problem is, is he's hanging on to it and he's making it worse and he actually ends up, you know, dying from it, you know. So that really kind of illustrates that point that, you know, you're, you're hanging on to these things that, that hurt you. Um, you know, it's destructive. It's destructive for you. And again, like like you said, you made a good point. It's like there you have a legitimate right to be hurt by these things or to be frustrated by them or to even want to to change something or to you know, to do something. But what he's saying is like, just, just hanging on to the kettle, just hugging the kettle and holding on to the wound is not the way to heal. That's just a way to, you know, to, to, to hurt yourself. And so, you know, if you're, you, you know, if you're, even if you're trying to redress an issue that, that you feel, you know, was, was wrong, you know, that was perpetrated against you, let's say, hugging that kettle and being, you know, and being hurt and upset and angry and then and then not letting it go isn't going to help you in your cause in any way, even if you're planning on dealing with it, confronting the situation or trying to create a, something new. You can't move forward while you're still hanging on to the to the anger and the and the pain and the frustration and, and the kettle, as it were. Right. You've got to at least drop that enough so that you can you can begin to heal and see clearly and then you can and then you can move forward with it, you know, and and I think, too, he's also saying, you know, these negative things that happen to us. Let's say, for example, you know, we tried uh, once to start a business and that failed, quote unquote. You know, it didn't work. You know, we found ourselves we lost money and it didn't you know, it didn't turn out the way we wanted to. Now, you know, we spend then the rest of our lives telling ourselves how, oh, I'm terrible in business. Oh, I'm no good at business. Oh, I can't make a business work and all these different ideas about it. Oh, I'm such a failure. And then it begins to spread into the other parts of your life too. It's not just that, oh, I, you know, went into a business and didn't do so great or made some mistakes and this was a learning experience and next time I'm going to do it this way. It like, you know, it's an, you know, we're impugning our own, our whole character of ourself and, you know, and, just hanging on to that negativity and, and saying, well, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a failure, not this situation didn't work, but I'm a failure. You know what I mean? That's another way of looking at it too, of hugging that kettle, right? Oh, completely internalizing it. And then you're identifying overly identifying with, yeah. you know, this event and, and this hugging the kettle. Um, it's even if it's not a wound or injustice or something happened out there to you from somebody else, but even if it's something like an issue or a problem that you want to solve, that you actually want to constructively solve and put your energy uh, into, if you're putting more focus on the problem, actually, if you're putting and really any focus on the problem beyond mm -hmm. that, which can help, you know, move you towards a solution, because you kind of do have to understand the problem. And sometimes a solution can be found within a problem. Uh, but if you're, your energies and your efforts are going towards reiterating, uh, getting angry again about the problem. And it's, yeah, see this, you know, it's, this is a problem. And these people are the ones, the problem actors. And uh, this is just a problem. Oh, and it's getting worse. You're not really focusing and devoting your resources towards a solution. And isn't that the goal? 
so you might be hurting your own cause by wrapping around and it may be true. It may be true that this sure. is a problem. Of course, yeah. why would you bother solving it if it went? Maybe it's really important, but the solution is more important than the problem or who caused it. You know, if the house yeah. is on fire, yeah. I want the firemen to put it out first and get everyone out safely. Yeah, and exactly. And save property if you can. Then, <laughs> you know, when the fire's out and it's still smoldering, then you bring in the arson investigators and find out who done it or how it happened and Sure. All that. But I want the fire out first, <laughs> you know, and that's a good example. Safety. Yeah. And so. that, I mean, that fire, of course, wraps us right back to that bear hugging that kettle. Oh, yeah, that's, exactly. Right. So he's yeah. hanging on to this really hot object and he hasn't, he hasn't dropped it. And again, it's not that and you, the, oh, go ahead. Oh, and the think about God instead is being, you know, drop the kettle, <laughs> bear hugs kettle, drop that. And then think about God instead. Well, that could be then the, the water from the, the fire hose, you know, to put it out. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, focusing on God, focus on a spiritual treatment. It's not, you know, our spiritual ideal, you know, it's trying to get you out of this, this anger and this, um, this polarity into a state of, into a state of love so that you can address the issue at hand or the, the problem that you're, that you're angry about or the thing that hurts you um, in a way that is beneficial for everyone. You know what I mean? Instead of um, instead of creating like this, just this polarized, you know, me against this this person, and you know now now I've I, now this person is my enemy, and I, I don't want to have anything to do with them because they hurt me, and you know, and all that, and that that maybe you know, I mean that you may see that person as being you know antithetical to your cause or to to who you are as as a as a person, but in order to, to really get a dialogue going and actually solve problems, we have to rise up above that, you know, into that place of, you know, spirituality where we can see, you know, oneness and you can see, okay, there's, there's the, you know, there's the God in me and there's the God in that person. And, you know, they, they, those two, you know, that e individual ego sees things differently than I do, but the underlying nature of us is, is God, you know, and, and they may even be confused. They may be even, acting in ways that we see as being evil or so forth, but, you know, still the underlying, you know, the underlying sort of substance of everything is God, you know, no matter what our, our, our experience of it is, do you know what I mean? And if we can see that, even if we don't like that situation, even if we want to change it, even if we know that, you know, an injustice has occurred or what have you, you know, to us, you know, we can see it more clearly if we try to see the unity behind it even if we don't agree with it, even if we're never going to agree with them, even if we, you know, even if we're, you know, opposed to everything that they're about, you still got, you still have to rise up to a space to create a dialogue to, to be able to see and have enough respect, you know, with, with, uh, with the person that hurt you or whatever, to be able to solve that problem in some sort of a way, if you're able to. Or just drop the kettle and let it go completely and, and move on with your life, you know, and, 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 you know, let yourself heal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's, there's, there's a kind of a, a double, a double meaning in that, I think. There is good point. And you know, we can find ourselves at odds with ourselves uh, because it can be paradoxical to say, well, if, this injustice or this uh, problem, you know, in society or in my life uh, or with this other person, um, am I supposed to just let it go? 
like it didn't happen, like it didn't matter, like it didn't hurt me. Well, screw them. Look at what they did. And if if I don't resist against this evil force or this, you know, bad actor, um, you know, who's going to stand up for me? Who's going to, you know, I have to resist. And then on the other hand, it's that which you resist persists, as has been said, that that's that persistence. If you're constantly in resistance in retaliatory mode, you're not really giving yourself a fair chance to, to solve it. And that's some of the best retaliation, if you want to call it that, um, is to right the wrong, not focus on how wrong the wrong is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we can say, well, I have to stand up. I have to oppose this. I have to resist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but if you're stuck in, re- I think that's what that, that what you resist persists. Yeah. That if you're just constantly fanning, you know, that's that hugging. If, if the resistance is, oh my God, I don't want this. And then I drop it mm-hmm. like you should with a hot kettle. Uh, and, and, and you, like you said, claim this higher ground and, and find a better perspective from which to view it and a yeah. uh, place of power to deal with it. You're, that's the hugging. That's if your resistance is focused on resisting, then you're just hugging the yeah. kettle. Yeah. So, I mean, hugging pain, hugging hate, hugging anger, hugging, you know, all these, these destructive and negative emotions that we like to hang on to sometimes when we feel, you know, when we feel justified doing so. And, and we, you know, oftentimes we are justified in doing so, but hugging those things to yourself only, only hurts you. And again, just like you said, it doesn't mean that you, that you don't resist. It doesn't mean that you don't speak up. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, fight back with some sort of righteous indignation, but you do it from a place of love and a, and a place of, of healing and compassion. You know, you can resist things and you can confront things uh, that you, that you, you know, that you want to change um, and do so from a place of love. And, you know, they, you know, they, even, even if you've, you know, for example, like, you know, we talked about this on one of the other shows, even if, you know, you have to defend yourself, for example, you know, you have to do so from the right state of mind. And there's this whole idea in martial arts that, you know, you, you should be, you should, you know, you should come from a place of dispassion or, or a place of compassion, you know, in your heart, even if you're being attacked by someone and even if you have to defend yourself. And that's why you see these, these arts like, you know, judo and jujitsu and Aikido where, you know, they, they basically use the attacker's energy uh, to, you know, for a person to defend themselves. You, you know, you, you work with that person's destructive energy moving at you, but you're able to flow away from it. You're able to flow so that it, it flies back on them basically you know, it's very karmic in a sense. And, you know, but you can't do that if you're hugging the kettle to yourself. You know, you have to let go of that pain and that anger and, and some of those some of, and some of those hurt hurts and so on that you've been clinging to yourself, you know, and the hatreds and so on uh, so that you can, you know, so that you can properly and righteously defend yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah, I do. And that's uh, the, and how do you find you know, that point when you know, oh, I'm just rolling over and, and you know, I'm just going to be a doormat or a victim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or when am I dug in too deep that, that I'm, I'm really losing, you know, sight of the fight. I'm caught up in the, the, the smallness of it. And, you know, you can think of how when, you know, confronted with something that 
if you embrace it to the point to where it's consuming you, that's too much. But what you can do is use it as a reminder. If you're still attached to the pain or the anger or the frustration, you might need that, like a resistance fighter or something, or a peace warrior. Um, go a little on the warrior part and go big on the peace. But if you need a reminder of why uh, or how this felt, or that you know environmentally, this this ecosystem, um, you can use a little bit of anger. And I've heard the Dalai Lama speak about this. Mm -hmm. um, where anger can be a very important motivating force. And he used it as uh, he used a baby being born that will clite, claw and fight and crawl its way up uh, to receive breast milk after mm -hmm. being born. This is probably in a more natural uh, environment than a hospital thing. But, um, but the, that, that is, that's the first thing is this, you know, anger that I'm hungry mm -hmm. and I'm, now I'm breathing air and I got to, you know, I got to get something. Uh, got to get near that heartbeat and the food source. Um, and that, you know, if you are using this anger for motivation to remind you why this is important, that's fine. But he says the second it turns into hatred, which it very easily can do, that's when you've, you've lost the fight. Yeah. And that's where, you know, bear hugs kettle, you know, and I think that's where we're getting into wrestling with your, your own self within and saying, you know, I think that's an, a, the greatest thing that he's saying in this little, this little section is remind yourself bear hugs kettle and then think about God, think about the spiritual and the, the unifying elements behind all this. And then, and then search your heart and say, okay, now this is a righteous cause, but I need to stop hugging this anger to myself or this hurt to myself so that it doesn't turn into hate, you know, and I, I funnel it and that righteous indignation or that righteous anger into something. But it's again, though, like the Dalai Lama is talking about, it's coming from a place of purity, like a baby, or it's coming from a place of love in the case of a grown, a grown person, you know, or compassion, even if you have to engage in confrontation or even if you have to engage in some sort of self-defense or what have you, you know, it's done from the right motivation and it's not done from hatred or, or, you know, destructive anger, or any of these, these negative emotions or greed, or, you know, you just got to search your own heart. Right. And that's the, that's the difficult thing. Uh, because, you know, you take that outside thing, like that, that kettle and, you know, he's hugging it to himself. It's his, his choice to do that. You know, that bear, um, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like this, this, this thing you, you can, you're carrying it around at that point. So you've got to you've got to drop it, and you've got to remind yourself that that uh, in order to see clearly, you can't be hugging a scalding hot kettle. Well, that's an interesting bar. No, you can't. By the way, that's a, that's yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, who knows what it that's is? A, that's that's a new one. I like that one. <laughs> maybe it's well, it's probably some other maybe dog on that down note, the street. I'm saying they, maybe get, he's telling us to wrap it up. He's like, okay, guys, that's enough. Well, let's think about. Well, I guess the uh, if you spell dog backwards, you do get God. Oh gosh! And, wow, uh, I love and, that. Gosh, yeah. God, oh yeah, gosh. Your segue. <laughs> so think about dog instead. No, um, think about God instead. And in, in case you know that that can be weird. There's a lot of connotations with God, and it could be a, you know attached to some particular religion or uh, some bizarre faith or something like that. I've heard the acronym Good Orderly Direction which is really what you want to be thinking about, especially when things aren't ordered or aren't good or are going in the wrong direction. Yeah. You want to think of good orderly direction and align with there that you and then you'll solve the problem. Or in the dictionary where it says 
all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, all-loving. Well, that's in the dictionary. That's a good definition. Sure. Think about, you know, because you trust me, none of us are all-knowing, all-powerful, all this. But if you can align with that, yeah. with a, an ideal, then that all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, all-seeing will see something, will know something that you don't, will have power to confront and solve a situation great point with with love so yeah it's uh it, it it's better than what you're doing <laughs> yeah that way. yeah well i mean anything anything that you know just i think that that image just keep that image in mind of that bear hugging that scalding hot kettle to its to itself i mean it just it just hurts you you know you've got to drop that kettle first and then you can begin to mm-hmm. you begin to heal and see clearly and then you can and then you can do what you need to do and think how you need to think because if you're just hugging that kettle to yourself you're just creating that that very negativity and destruction and anger and frustration that um you know that you're that you're trying to righteously fight against right so something to think about um yep so bear hugs kettle and think on the spirit, think on God, think on universal life force, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, your higher self, self, whatever. There's a million ways to put this, uh, but it all means, you know, the same thing. It's all pointing in the same direction. It's that, that unified field, that unified spirit that we all are a part of. So let's, let's embrace that and, and also, uh, you know, fight the righteous fight, but with, uh, with compassion in our hearts, right? So right. well put. thank you for joining us today on the show uh, for Bear Hugs Kettle for the uh, Emmett Fox Friday show. We appreciate it. And join us for our, our Sunday show each week. Uh, we are here uh, on Sundays with a longer show. So check us out at CosmicEye.org or at ChrisSheridan.com. Chris's book is, if excuse me, Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky. And my book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Uh, have a great weekend. Goodbye and God bless.